I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, I'm Sarah Pascoe. Hello, I'm Carrie Lloyd, And we're weird about books. We love to read. We read too much. We talk too much. About the too much that we've read. Which is why we've created the The Weirdos Weirdos Book Club. Join us. A space for the lonely outsider to feel accepted and appreciated. A place for the person who'd love to be in a real book club, but doesn't like wine or nibbles. Or being around other people. Is that you? Join us. Check out our Instagram, at Sarah and Carriad's Weirdos Book Club, for the upcoming books we're going to be discussing. You can read along. And share your opinions. Or just skulk around in your raincoat like the weirdo you are. Thank Thank you for reading with us. We We like reading with you. This week's book guest is Big Swiss by Jen Began. What's it about? Greta transcribes the intimate therapy sessions of Flavia and then ends up meeting her by accident in the dog park. What qualifies it for the Weirdos Book Club? Well, Greta is an A-grade weirdo and she kisses her dog on the mouth, mm. on the reg. <laughs> in this episode, we discuss lesbian Instagram, debonair dogs, sex chats, coconut oil, trauma, therapy and journeys. And joining us this week is Susie Ruffle. Susie's a brilliant stand-up. She's been on Live at the Apollo. She's hosted Live at the Apollo. She's been on The Last Leg, loads of panel shows. She does their brilliant, very funny, like-minded friends with Tom Allen. Check them out. They're amazing. Trigger warning. In this episode, we discuss assault and suicide. Susie. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) We've definitely not been chatting for half an hour. Half an hour already. We've just met. Yeah, hi. <laughs> wow, Susie with great. a Y or an I? <laughs> it's with an I, but thanks for asking. Um, so you posted about enjoying this book. I did. Yeah, so I want to know the story. I always like the story of like, how did you find the book? Was it recommended to you? It was recommended by a mutual friend of all of ours. Oh. oh. Kaylee Llewellyn. Oh, Kaylee Llewellyn. Shout out to our friend Kaylee. Kaylee Hi, Buck. Who is adapting this? Kaylee yeah. is an actor, comedian, writer, and she wrote two amazing series called In My Skin for the BBC, and she is down to adapt this for HBO. She messaged me and was like, Babby, got to read this. She didn't so message did. me yeah. that, so I'm annoyed. Well, well I'm playing the dog. Oh, so maybe that's, that's why. why. Which that dog, though? There's sense. so many dogs in this Pinion. Book. Pinion, the little one. <laughs> the little, the little, little one. Oh, be Pinion. <laughs> that part is taken, okay? Oh, okay. Pick okay. An, you can pay one of the bees. <laughs> I'd be a good bee. I knew I was coming to do this yes. today, obviously, and last night I dreamt. I shot someone in a room with some bees. Oh. 
And I said to them, find find the queen bee and you can leave. And then I woke up. Yeah. I don't know if I'm stressed about maybe you guys. Are you the new are you the new taskmaster? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just just bees. I'm the bee master. You're the bee master. We are talking about big swiss. Are we? Are we? And we say if you want to get on this show, what you need to do is post about books you're reading and Sarah will message you. Yes. (laughs) Yes, because there's nothing more wonderful than sharing someone's enthusiasm for something. Because you really enjoyed this. I did really enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. But it's unusual to enjoy something so much when you sort of detest both of the main characters. Oh, did you detest them? Oh, I, thought, I kind of thought they were both gross in, a diff- in different ways. <laughs> oh, mm. I just, I like fascinating eccentric people I don't have to spend time with. <laughs> I like reading about them sure, more than you, actually, I wouldn't want a house share with anyone in this book. I think it's a real testament to the writing when you're like, I don't like these people. But it I took me ages knowing. not to like Greta. Like, I actually like Greta for ages because of something I just thought, oh, I well, could just see why she was making those decisions Doing sometimes. what we all secretly want to do. I yes. think that's the thing that's really interesting. Yes. Like, you know, if I was like, guys, I'm just going to leave my diary there. Oh, God. And it's, um, it's, it's not like a day-to-day diary. It's just sort of the big things that I think are important <laughs> in comedy and what I think about every comedian I've ever met. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Do you yeah. know what? I wouldn't read it if you told me not to, but Sarah I've already would. read it. Yeah, Sarah <laughs> would. And, and but it I want you mind. to know that I am such... A- I would not read it. You wouldn't read it. I'd keep secrets. I don't tell people things why this friendship worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell. I, there's some shit I need to get off my plate. I will I not tell anyone. <laughs> I don't I've got to tell someone. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't tell. So the, so just to... Oh, yeah, sorry. So, so you've got a therapist and you've got the person transcribing, that's Greta, transcribing yes. the therapy sessions. So she Susie, s- you, would, you, would, you would want to listen to people's therapy sessions. Sex therapy sessions, we yeah. should say. He's an om, his name om, is. He's yeah, a sex Bruce. therapist. Bruce. Yeah, but he changes his name to Arm. Birth name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He. I mean, I think. I think secretly we all want to. Maybe. Maybe not you, Carrie. No, I want to listen, but I wouldn't tell the secrets. That's the thing. Okay. There you go. No, but 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 that's about to listen. Yeah, you'd want to listen. Oh, I want to know the secrets. Well, that's That's why I don't tell because then people tell me. That's what Susie was saying. She was saying she left a diary there. Would you read it? Yes, she would. You say no. If she told me not to, I wouldn't. I love hearing. So if you so so if you were having to transcribe them. Oh, dream job. That's your job. It's your job. I felt like I sort of got Greta. Yeah. And then she gets sort of... She does go more mad. Yeah. She goes more mad. Yeah. It's a real insight into people with mental health problems that haven't really got them yeah. organised. <laughs> or people yeah, who've yeah. been through a really traumatic event. Yeah. I found it so funny. And I found it more funny on a reread because oh, I okay, think I wasn't reading it for story. All of my notes say, so funny. I think maybe she yeah, told him about her last boyfriend. He'd had money, a new experience for Greta, but zero upper body strength. <laughs> he could barely hold himself on top of her, and when he did, she felt like she was being made love to by a large trembling finger. <laughs> they were together for two years. Yeah, that is. Good. It's so funny. Yeah, I, funny. It's so funny, but it's dark funny. Well, we should we, say as well that mm-hmm. yeah. So Greta is a transcriber for a sex therapist. And some of the stuff she's listening to is deeply traumatic. And Greta herself, her mother took her own life and is still dealing with that. Greta is not dealing with it, I guess is probably the safer way to say it. So there's lots of trauma. And the character that she starts really listening to, Big Swiss, Mm -hmm. has had a really, really traumatic thing, violent thing happen to her. And then Greta meets Big Swiss in real life. and By accident at the beginning. By accident, yeah by omission and sort of lying to her. Yeah. Yes. Starts a relationship Start a with romantic her. relationship with her. And it, and it is a massive betrayal. Yeah, because cause she, knew a, she knew a lot of stuff and, and Big Swiss know. felt like, wow, you really connect with me. You're a mind reader. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I listen to your therapy sessions. But it, it's such a sort of, tant- like you said, like the diary, it's a very tantalising idea that if you 
you know, when you do meet someone, you don't know everything about them and you don't know their background or what happened to, to be given that key. And then to hear them talking about you, you in yeah, therapy. That's the bit. Yeah. But I'm, the thing is, no one's actual therapy would be as interesting as the therapy in this book. Yeah. Like, there's stories within stories, which is just the greatest thing. You know, when you're meeting a character and then you meet other characters in their lives through mm. these little vignette stories. That's why I enjoyed reading it so much. I wanted to ask you both. This is so... Prepare yourself for a really wanky question. Okay. Is it an allegorical novel? I don't know what that means. Okay. So it's like the characters both have trauma Mm -hmm. and they deal with it in different ways. So is Jen actually, as well as telling you a story, she's trying to posit a kind of higher metaphor of like, this is how we deal with trauma. Because you've got Big Swiss dealing with her trauma in a very blunt like it doesn't define me at yeah. all. And then you've got Greta who has like ruminated, lived with, written about, held her trauma really, really closely. And at the end of the book, I mean, it's just the first note I wrote. Yes, I regret yeah. opening it now. No, no, no. I'm um, pleased that you did. Thank I, you. Now I know what allegory is and people do say that. And yeah. sometimes you're not in a situation where you can ask. And, and I've really I, been given Did the you notice my pause of like, I'm not confident enough of my definition of it to instantly tell you. So I was like, what does allegory mean? But it's, I guess it's metaphorical, isn't it? I thought it was a herb, so I'm quite relieved <laughs> that I've learnt this. Is Jen Began using these characters to make a bigger point about how we deal with trauma? Because that's what I slightly felt towards the end, oh, that okay. Greta and Flavia, Greta and Big Swiss for me, sort of became unreal and it became so much about how they had dealt with their trauma. I was well, like, I didn't, I didn't I did, until now. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think it was an allegory. I... I found both of them really aspirational. <laughs> I really, okay. I, okay. Because, yes, very traumatic things happen. Yeah. And yet with both of them, I was like, I wish I was like that. And I wish I was like that. I think they're so What cool. bits did you wish you were like? So with Big Swiss, the way that she deals with something, which is that it happened, but it doesn't define her. The fact that she hates the word trauma. Mm. She said, don't use that again. And she had these certain words in therapy. She was like, don't ever use journey. It makes me feel sick. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There were yeah, certain funny. things where I, I absolutely knew what she had a problem with. Can you not use the word journey ever again it makes my skin crawl I'm not crazy about tools either (laughs) I I loved her attitude to therapy yeah that was funny I didn't know if that's how she's sort of not dealing with it yeah yeah I don't think it's been dealt with but I think she's just put it in a box yeah and there's no almost like no emotion to it whereas Greta is all emotion yeah way too much and that's slightly what the connection between them is too and I felt like at the end I felt like the writer was having a discussion about trauma rather than the characters just having their story I was like oh this is two versions of trauma and and she's put one version in one character and one version in this and now what happens if you meet the unemotional with the super emotional super emotional rumination refusing to let go do you think Jen and I'm going to just call her Jen do you think Jen. Jen Is saying like, guys, try and picture trauma somewhere between these two mad bitches. Uh, yeah, I do. I think oh, she's she's put, yeah, she's doing two extremes, and I don't think I think she's saying trauma's so funny. And <laughs> <laughs> that it's it, you know common. That this sentence, I'm just going to read you. This is page eight. So this is really early on. She's setting her bar early. Yeah, I'm I'm not one of those trauma people. This is Big Swiss in her session. And then Om says, what's a trauma person? And she says, someone who can't stop saying the word trauma. Trauma people are almost as unbearable to me as Trump people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she she really, um, she definitely finds the comedy in trauma and the way that our society currently treats trauma. Trauma, trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's traumatising, it's triggering all and all this. And I think she's definitely spoofing that and 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 like pulling it apart in, in the character of mm. Big Swiss. But then towards the end, because they do both suffer these hugely traumatic mm. incidents in their life that have completely defined them. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, Greta's continues to define her and she sort of learns to hold it. But Big Swiss is, ends up defining her husband. Like it ends up still hurting her in a completely new way. Mm. So I was like, it's sort of a big investigation of trauma. She's satirising it, but also being like, what do we do with trauma? And, and is that how you make talking about trauma for an entire book? more tolerable yeah I think so jokes. yeah 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 it's the Edinburgh Festival guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's definitely managing to give those characters I mean horrific things and we should say like you know they do go into what's happened to Big Swiss a little bit and it is horrible but then it is treated in such a well there's jokes even in the description yeah, of it yeah yeah especially because Om is such a funny character Om is such a funny character yeah when he's like oh you've been to India yeah and she's like yeah. And she's like unpacking like something horrific that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Where? Yeah, oh, yeah, sort. the north. I've been there. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah. Or the gong. Are you looking at the gong? Yeah. <laughs> do you want a gong bath? She's like, I've just told you about this horrific violent attack. Yeah. We could do a gong bath. Yeah. yeah. That'll probably. Yeah, it's good sometimes. Yeah. Like, there's sort of a trigger warning in the book mm. before she starts talking yes. about. Yes, like, that's well, true. Om gives, Om gives, warning. Yeah. Om gives yeah. the trigger warning. I didn't know if that was just a line that, just something that Om was saying, or whether that was something that the writer was going. This is a lot. It's both. Yeah. So I'm letting it? you know this is a lot. It's what a human being would do. It's what we're doing now very carefully yeah. because we we would recommend this book wholeheartedly, but always with a caveat of, you know. Brackets, trauma. Greta is listening to Big Swiss's therapy sessions before she hears what's happening. She already loves her. She already loves, mm. and you know, she is Swiss and she's very blunt and she's very un-American in her take on her life. Mm. And she also gives Om a lot of shit, which his other ther- clients don't do. They like want him, they're like, yes, you're right, mm. Om, where she's like, what are you saying? This doesn't make sense. And then when Greta hears her trauma, I felt like Greta fell in love with her even more because she suddenly understands this person through the lens of trauma, which is what oh, okay. she is also dealing with. I thought that Greta was sort of, to begin with, was like assuming that it would be like, oh, kind of poor little rich yeah, girl. Yeah, exactly. And then she's so she... beautiful and blonde. What, yeah. what bad can and happen to her? Ends- you know, talks about, oh, she's the kind of, you, you can tell that she's the kind of work, woman that like makes people's heads turn, but also dogs or mm, something. There's yeah. like some unusual sentence like that. But it made me think that as soon as she realised that Big Swiss was a bit broken too. Yes. She was like, oh, we're the same. Okay, yeah. I can, I, 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 now I need to know more about you. I, yeah. I'm desperate and you feel that from Big you. Swiss as well. Like Big Swiss is like, I don't know why I'm drawn to you, but they're both extremely broken and holding this. But is she only drawn to her because she thinks that she has this like insight into her life that nobody else has? Yeah, it's Like, does she actually it? like, like, would she like her? Or maybe that's just me. Like when they talk about the house. Greta is living with her friend Sabine, who lives in an insane converted windmill. Isn't it a Dutch windmill at one point? And like, it's like, like from the 1700s. Yeah, maybe? there's bees living in the 60, living room. 60,000. 60,000 bees. So 60,000 bees. Yeah. And they do, rather than getting rid of the bee hive, they got someone to come in and put glass around it or yeah. something so, so they could see, see the bees. Yeah. Yeah. There's the maggots. There's all sorts going on. Makes my skin crawl. Yeah. I think I dislike Greta because of how gross her house is. But um, I'm, I really like things really tidy. Yeah. yeah the. the, okay. the <laughs> Come Again, on, it's very aspirational for me. <laughs> very aspirational. You like, haven't got little, little baby donkeys. I've had maggots. <laughs> in not yeah, not now, but in your youth when we were living together. Probably during COVID, probably had maggots <laughs> a few times. You had mice for years. Yeah, before she kids. wouldn't. She wouldn't deal with the mice because they. She wanted. She was like their friends. Was in here, humane. Oh, it was just admin as well. <laughs> and I didn't mind them. I didn't mind them running through the front room. But at one point, she suggested them. leaving them a note. There was one point. 
What did you think they could read English? Look, the thing is, the mice came in the house. I've got a dog called Mouse, and they ate from his bowl. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I'm talking about the mice prior to that. The mice way way Proto back. Proto mice. Well, your mum's house. No, the other mouse at, place you at, had mice. At, at Carriad's mum's house, a mouse jumps on my head. We've never had mouse mice in that house. <laughs> mouse. mouse. We've never had mice in that house ever in my entire life. Sarah moved in. We got the biggest field mouse we've ever seen in life. Moved into her bedroom. Because she wouldn't take the food because downstairs. Because they can tell I'm a mom, an ally. My I'm mom an ally. How, did you, how did your mum? How did your mum deal with that? Because my mum would have been quite rageful. My mum and Sarah have a strange symbiotic Essex bond where right. things that I would not be allowed to get away with, she sometimes I feel gives Pasco like. Harry yeah. was very kind to me. <laughs> so my mum was like. Say you need to take those plates down. We've got a mouse. And also, Sarah was so upset about it. Like, there's a mouse in the room. My mum's like, well, I couldn't sleep. That's the plates. But he also, the mouse, he got more confident. So first of all, <laughs> if I put the light on, he'd be quiet or run away. Yeah. Yeah. Third night in a row, he was in my shoe. So yeah. I went towards him thinking he'd run away. He didn't. He ran towards me and then jumped onto my head and over the top. Mum was a while. He's wearing yeah. your pyjamas. <laughs> no, he lives there now. So <laughs> I moved out. Yeah, I moved he out. won. on this wonderful subject can we talk about animals because there's yes, lots of there animals, lots in of this. animals in there and yeah. Susie you've got a beautiful cat I do have a beautiful cat you yeah. are in love with Is that I fair do to love say? her yeah I would say that she she would say since my baby's turned up yeah oh has she come sec- drop down in the pecking I order mean, so when we were like getting my daughter's bedroom ready and we mm. like put her crib in there and whatnot. The cat got in the crib and was like, oh, finally a bed. Yeah. Little baby get a beddy. Yeah. Like, oh, they've finally done my yes. room. Oh. I don't know why they've got me a wardrobe, but okay. Like, yeah. I guess I'll be try all it. TikTok cats. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's who I am now. They've is got it, me some is books. It, is it Vel- Velma? Velma, yeah. Yeah. And now my daughter loves her and oh. she makes a real display of like kissing her. Oh, good. And she'd be like, just on the head, just on the head, kiss yes. her on the head. Like, does Velma like being kissed? Yeah, I mean, she puts up with it, but she just loves human contact. She's such a non-cat cat. cat. Oh, okay. So she's not upset with your daughter. No, she's like, fine. Mm. A new person to worship me. I'm beautiful. (laughs) You're sleeping in my crib. (laughs) (laughs) I'll share. Your cat's become Tom Allen. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I imagine my cat to have a German accent. Oh, Oh, Velma. Yes. Velma, yes. Like, she sort of walks into a room and goes, oh, you again. (laughs) And then walks out. And then... That's really nice. I I love this crib. Yeah. Oh, this is nice for me, yeah. <laughs> so the baby sleep here first, then I will. Okay. Yeah. We sleep yeah. same time. Sometimes I sleep in daytime. She doesn't. <laughs> so that's sort of yeah. Oh, yeah. This child. She's kissing me but, again. But when you've had that kind of relationship with an animal, sure. you absolutely understand, even if it's not with dogs, the kind of love that you have the gre- oh, that Greta has for her dog Pinion. Yeah. yeah, his kisses were dry, sweet perfection. His breath smelled like licorice. She'd never known such pure and uncomplicated love. Because that's how I feel about the love. <laughs> Don't make this the snippet. Please do. <laughs> the, the, please the, do. the love that exists between a human and an animal. You definitely have that for dogs, Stephanie. Well, I really like dogs and admire them, but the actual, like, the pure, uncomplicated relationship was with Mouse, who taught me yeah. how to love. And I don't think I'd have a husband or children if it hadn't Aww, been for him. Oh, Mousy. I know. Why yeah. is that? What did Mouse I think bring? I think it's the non-verbal communication. I think it's just you're projecting love onto someone and taking care of their needs. And maybe yeah, but there that's were other, Susie's point is that there were other dogs. Yeah. Like, was there something that Mouse brought to the table? Mouse is my first dog from the beginning. Oh, yeah, true. Because others you like inherited from other people, My mum used to buy my sister dogs every time she went into hospital. And um, she was a child, so she didn't look after them. So we had a couple of dogs at university. <laughs> Came to stay, wow. ended up yeah. staying a while. 
Right. Yeah. yeah sure. So other dogs. Mm. <laughs> but Mouse was the one that you chose. Yeah. Did yeah. you have Mouse from a puppy? Yeah. Because someone had taken him away from his mum when he was only a few weeks old. So someone had adopted him in flats near me and couldn't look after him because he was crying all night. Because they wouldn't let him sleep in their bed. And she went, man, she went, he'll cry all night. And I was like, he'll be in my bed. And she's like, he'll be fine. <laughs> and he was. So how did you end up getting him? Did you just meet someone on the street and say... No, it was, they advertised him on the internet. I think the writer must absolutely love yes, dogs. Yes, yes. Oh, because Flavia also has an amazing yeah. dog. Yeah. The dogs are described like any of the human characters. Yeah, they're, they're big characters. They really have, they have characters. personalities. Like um, Greta thinks of Pignon as like being well-travelled and debonair. Yeah, debonair yeah. is this word that she would use about her dog, but not about a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also a lovely bit, isn't it? She Greta's in this very safe relationship and he's the one who suggests that they get a dog. Mm. And then basically she gets Pignon, she realises she doesn't need this man. Well, he, well, he's worried. He says, I don't want us to get a dog because I think you'll yeah. love them and not need me anymore. That's and exactly yeah, what, that's what happens. Because she's like, this dog's so amazing. And they yeah. break up and she's like, obviously I'm taking Pignon. I mean, I agree with you. Pignon and what's Big Silas? Swiss's dog? Silas, yes are as strong characters and the bit where she properly meets Big Swiss mm. when Pignon is attacked by another dog and Big Swiss rescues yes. her dog which I yeah. was like that's a very big metaphor of the power mm. Big Swiss has is mm. that she, she can- will take you from trauma and whisk it away because like that's what she does to Pignon isn't it like Pignon's being pinned down I took this book down. so literally oh I took you've it so t- you've taken a lot of the fun out of it it's just like yeah she just wrestled a dog there's a bit at the end where Om says to Greta literally like you are a metaphor he says to her this is a metaphor you're living and then that when I read that yeah. I was like this whole book is a metaphor everything started falling away but before that I was very literal and I was like oh that's nice and then I was like oh Big Swiss rescues the dog and the bees what do the bees mean Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I want to talk because it's set in this place called Hudson, which I haven't yeah. really heard of. No. But it sounds a bit Brighton-y. Sure. <laughs> it's got Brighton vibes sure, in that. Like, sure, it's sure, very sure. liberal and um, it's obviously sounds wellness. like wellness, hipstery. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it was written maybe sort of the birth of hipster kind of coming in, which I yeah. think we don't, it doesn't quite exist now. Yeah, she but said how, something about like one of the eight independent coffee shops. Yeah, yeah, it's that vibe. How did you, did you relate to Hudson being someone who lives in Brighton? Like, did you feel that vibe of a town that slightly is almost a joke in itself, even though it's a wonderful place to be? Yeah, I think, I think that I did make that link that it was, I think that, I mean, you just get very, I, I know those people. That's what yeah. I think that I, 
you know, I see those people walking their dogs. Yeah. I see those women in linen. <laughs> you know, I, I know the people that are microdosing. Yeah. It's, it's very much, I mean, there are so many therapists in Brighton. That's what I liked. Like that- if you, if, or if you want an acupuncturist. It's oh, like, too many. Well, there's seven on your street. Like, <laughs> how many acupuncturists does one need? And having, because we both lived in Brighton, I, I, there's a, it's nice to live somewhere like that. Oh, I love it. But I thought, again, she, I thought she satirised that area very well, that everyone knows everybody's business as well. Yeah. And actually they are all sleeping each other. They are all messed up. It's not, despite all the therapy and yes. the wellness and the acupuncture, everybody's still quite fucked up. It's not yeah. like everybody's fine. Again, isn't it? It's about, how much of the book is about sort of people sort of owning their yeah. trauma certainly it feels like that sort of town is where people they're the people that Big Swiss hates yeah 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 which is the people that are constantly talking about their journey <laughs> their trauma and the tools they're using which is to funny get through that their she journey lives with their there. that was the other thing I was like it's funny that someone like Big Swiss but then there is that other side of it, I guess to Brighton like the big nice houses that's nice area to live in and yeah. it's beautiful and you know that's what slightly confused me. I was like, why do they live there when they aren't part of that set? I really liked um, the discussion of her Swissness. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was obviously talking from two Americans. So Greta's American, her husband's American, of how like how challenging they find someone who doesn't keep the peace or isn't polite. Mm-hmm. And there's a great moment where Big Swiss kind of has a go at them both because they can't tolerate somebody judging them mm-hmm. or somebody saying something about them. And she describes in Switzerland that you look away do you remember this bit on the train? Yeah. Mm. She says, like, in Switzerland, it's polite to look away knowing someone is assessing you. And then they will look away that so you can judge their shoes and their trousers and their hat and their yeah. bag and decide who they are. But she's like, it's polite. It's a form of politeness that I allow you to judge me and I give you space to do it. Whereas in America, that would be seen as like, how dare you judge me? Yeah. And Maybe I- that's why she lives in Hudson, because yeah. she can just look at it for what yeah. it is. And be like, and be like it's, it's kind of terrible. I kind of like it. I don't like her. I like them. <laughs> yeah. That seems fine. But also I thought it was interesting that they kept calling it like her Swissness, which I thought is also quite an English thing as well. I didn't, mm. fa- I found it interesting that it was Americans being like, oh, that's so rude and so blunt. And I was like, I feel it's almost a bit Englishy as yeah. well because we're not so. It's just other. To yeah, America, yeah, yeah. It? It's just anything that is not sort of, I'm, I'm going to be polite America's such a bizarre place in that like, it's like, we will hold the door open, but we are allowed to shoot you. Like, it holds so many things, doesn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. have a nice day, but also, fuck you and your rights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's such a... And so I guess that's... Which I thought was interesting. I feel like Big Swiss says that when she was like, you're so oversensitive. Mm. She says it to both of them, mm. doesn't she? She was like, you can't cope with someone saying, I think this about you. Because it's like, how dare you? How dare you? She's like, but why, but why do you care? She's yeah. like, who cares? They assess me, they judge me, but I, I'm not bothered by their assessment of it. Whereas... Yeah, Greta is like crippled under this, like, what do people think of me? And I'm I'm a failure and I haven't done what I'm supposed to do. And have I made the book not fun? <laughs> no, no, I, I, still, I, don't, I, yeah. have, I don't think I see Greta as crippled. Because I, I, I believe her when oh, yeah. she says she's free. Like her whole description, like how she found Sabine, how her life has been, how she's been able to like just go through these breakups and these jobs. I loved her untetheredness to everything oh, apart from that's her dog. that's the perfect word for her. I love descriptions of most of the characters because I found them so you know, original when the the writing. And she really went to town, like every person had yeah. like yeah. four I things loved, to describe. I loved yeah. the whole thing about Big Swiss having an aura that's so big. Yes. It made yeah. other like made her claustrophobic. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't have people face to face with her. <laughs> and she couldn't stay in a basement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those flat there were just things I was like, oh God, I love this woman. Yeah. Like I love this woman existing, walking around.
So I will ask you two a question about um, the representation of, of sexuality in this I book. thought you were going to say dogs. <laughs> I was like... A batch of dogs. <laughs> Kissing dogs on the mouth, go. Of sexuality, go on. What, so what, what well, you... I, I went, especially on a reread, I thought men are so absent from sex in this book. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, massively. And so it felt really... It reminded me a little bit of Felicity Ward used to have some stand up about how when men imagined women masturbating, they imagined it being really dainty. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like this. (laughs) And it was such an Australian, like, and and actually there's something really, and I I think maybe joy is the word, or maybe it's liberating about depictions of sexuality that aren't for male titillation. Oh, yeah. Mm. It felt like a very female, I felt like that, a female joy in the way that they have sex and love each other and, and even much they took of other sex yeah it had that even in some, some of Om's other clients mm. well also the interesting thing with Big Swiss is that we find out she is having sex with her husband but it's only to get pregnant as mm-hmm. well like that's sort of mm. the transaction that's happening over there yeah. whereas we know the sex she's having with Greta is just like absolutely just whatever the pair of them want to do there was some a couple of things that shocked me yeah, i was like yeah. the coconut oil freezing the coconut oil to shove it up big swiss's ass it was it big swiss yeah. shoving it up? i was just like were you Whoa. surprised by that <laughs> you need to come to brighton more. i know <laughs> it's been too long i've lived in north london i was like oh my god made me blush because i'm a prude with these things do, no, do, do you blush at books yeah oh my god it, do you not uh, no i just I love that you do ostentatious because you really are from that time. It's just like, it was I was like, reading a book. I couldn't stop blushing. I had to it leave. It was just like, smelling salt. People right. talk about put sex in books as like, and then the characters are having sex and it feels really relevant to their relationship whereas this sex felt very relevant Oh yeah, to yeah, getting yeah. to know them. And, and joyous. It felt like the only time these characters were happy. And it was bigger than just pleasure because it felt like it was exploration and knowing a person. Yeah, and it, it didn't feel like when you're sometimes reading sex scene, you're like, oh God, this is like, I wasn't blushing and embarrassing. I was more just like, I didn't know people did that. I've, I've, I've underlined the description of their vaginas. <laughs> That's Bulbous, so weird. Every say. time we meet up, you say that <laughs> about someone else. I'm like, oh, go on, Sarah. <laughs> I've got Susie's diary. And- <laughs> Um, that, that, I mean, that would be from quite a long time ago. <laughs> I loved this bit where she's telling her that, um, so Greta is telling Big Swiss that her brain reminds her of Siberia, <laughs> but your down there is like South America. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they have a, a conversation about which country in South America it would be. <laughs> it does sound much funnier on your reread. I think I was really th- I think like overthinking it. I think it. Sarah reads everything slightly sarcastic. <laughs> I think Sarah should do all people's books. Yeah, <laughs> just really enjoying it, this trauma. Yeah. I, I read it thinking Jen Began has definitely had sex with women. The thing that... I think that people that don't have sex with women, and two, two women that are having sex, <laughs> is that there is so much chat. Mm, yeah. I would say like that, and, and no one knows when it ends. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing because yeah. we, you know it's women women can just carry yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. For you know a long time. So it's not as simple. No, like I've met up for brunches yeah. with lesbians and been like they've had an hour's sleep. They, they've <sighs> just got together and they've had an hour's sleep. Oh really? And it will like around yeah. the table and you'll be like. Have you guys not slept very much? And then they'd be like, because nobody knows when it ends. So do you need like a you you make, no, you're just making it sound brilliant. That's why I was like, oh, you sound brilliant. Nice. I'm thinking I needed a flag or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what I think. The sort of sex interspersed with conversation. Yeah. 
is real is it felt like they felt very real those characters I think that's so they fascinating because so when you're straight like I have never had sex before we looked you, when, did, you when did a, a really man, sad look there like I'm a prude I was <laughs> questioning I'm, I'm a regency woman so yes oh babe regency oh, woman yeah. they were they were imagine how bad men were at sex in those days oh, anyway um <laughs> That's what I was going to say about the conversation. Yeah. If a man ever does try to talk during sex, it's always like, shh, yeah. <laughs> What sort of chat would it be? Trying to be sexy. Oh, yeah, okay. It's not chat. It's not, you know, it's not like chat chat, is it? Because I think that what happens between Big Swiss and Greta is that there, it some of it's sexy chat and mm. then other bits are like, just conversation about yeah. feelings or stuff or just like processing or even like they sound like t- two very good friends because there's that bit at the end when they're sort of really blunt with each other yeah but you do this and your problem with trauma is this yeah but the reason and I was like that is such a like that sounded like two friends trying to work out an argument two no, women friends trying to work out an argument but I would say that's how lesbians work yeah, so out that's, an argument yeah which is so I would lesbians say, sound like women friends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's something about two women being in a relationship where it's not in all relationships, obviously, and I've had bad relationships with women, but in good relationships, certainly in my marriage, my wife and I are like, here's the truth of the scenario. Mm, yeah, yeah. This oh is how you God. made me feel. And it'll be like, immediate, like it'll be like, but see, that's we're on our way home from yeah. a night out and it'll yeah. be like, you said that thing. Yeah, the, the sex stuff was sort of explicit, but I wasn't shocked by it. But then I read a lot of lesbian fiction. Yeah. I would yeah. say I'm very into... I'm very across lesbian. Do you know what's like yeah. recently having two children and coconut oil? It's all about dealing with a C-section scar. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, I didn't know people were using." Well, if you've got any of it, well, I have, <laughs> and I am interested in what they did. But I think so, as well the frankness when you're having sex with a boy, and I did do it a couple of times. She says with regret. You, you sort of you 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 know what the the you know you know what the thing the thing that you do is. Yeah, yeah. You put that bit in that bit. Mm-hmm. Great. I think with women having sex with each other, it's a lot, there's a lot more tinkering, mm. and everyone needs to needs to be tinkered in a slightly different way. Which really is true of all women. Totally, Do you know what I mean. Yeah. And so I think like, that's probably true of straight couples that are having yeah, great yeah, sex. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you know, I, there's but, not another narrative where it's like you could just put that in that and it's done. Yeah, yeah, and I think as well you have to talk about it where you go, oh, your ex might have liked that there, but that's not for me yeah. because it's slightly different. I'm being really honest in this podcast. This is great. This it's is... really, I think it's important that the nation hears. <laughs> Kat Cohen, I'm almost yeah. 100% certain it's Kat Cohen, had a very funny line about having sex with women where she said she assumed that she'd be very good at it, <laughs> but it's actually like putting on eyeliner. You know how to do it yourself, oh. but doing it on someone else is actually quite hard. <laughs> and I thought that is the that's best. That's a brilliant description. That is the yeah. Because I think that's and so all of that stuff about about how they are so do you know I was tempted to say vulgar then but it's I don't want it to be vulgar no they're just it's honest just like they're just really very honest about it aren't they explicit yeah yeah but it's unembarrassed it's, yeah yeah and, and 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 it has to be because it's a book where a sex therapist a transcriber is writing up sex therapy sessions so in a lot of the other couples' sex there's another couple that she you know. Um, where she hears both sides of they both have therapy with arms. Oh, yes. yes. And she, she's bit. describing how her husband said her pussy smelled like an aquarium in Chinatown. <laughs> and she's so <laughs> she's so pissed off. And then you hear the man's version where he says that her pussy tasted like fish sauce. Yeah, and he's and like, I, I put that really shit on everything. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so tasty. And that's such a funny example of how what you hear and what you say are yeah. very different things. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, especially in a relationship. So, so, so that... 
I, and it's never gratuitous. And I don't think even the coconut oil is supposed to shock you. It's supposed to say, this is the kind of stuff that people do. No, and I don't, it was yeah. just me being prudish, and but I, it was, I'm just being surprised. But I, but I don't think it was there to shock you. No, no, no. Another writer might have put something far lesser there to cause you to go, oh, wow. Well, it made me think. Was two people so relaxed with each other Exploring. and so open and so like... I mean, you got to be relaxed. Yeah, but they seem so they're open taking pictures honest. of each other's vagina from the first time. Yeah, and that's... Bo- that is bold. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that bold. is bold. Okay, bold. that's not all Get lesbians. Your camera out. Oh, God. I don't think anyone's <laughs> got a shot of mine. Not even my wife. <laughs> Greta also didn't seem to... Greta doesn't identify as gay at the beginning. No. And she's kind of surprised. Yeah, she's like, when she says she's gay, oh, I'm she's a, like, oh. oh, am I a lesbian? And then also for Big Swiss, she's married to a man. So mm. you feel this very, they have such a relaxed openness with each other and expo- exploratory, like we're on this journey together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt at the end. One of the notes I made was like, you really feel how much they love each other. Yeah. Like yeah. the love, it's not just about sex, even though they have this, you know, wild, wild sessions together, which no one knows how but to I end. But I think their conversations are equally wild when yeah. they're in a bar. I think yeah, that's true. why I found them both so aspirational as they seemed because someone brilliant was writing them. Like they were in touch with things and understood things and had thought about things. They're brave. They're definitely brave. Whereas everyone well, I, I think- know is talking about box sets. <laughs> you know? I'm not, mate. I, I just thought that there was, it was almost like the se- sexuality. It's how I imagined people might be in a hundred years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where like no one's using labels. No one really yeah, exactly. knows. It wasn't a big exact- deal. It's just, yeah. we had this connection yeah. and then and we were having and, sex. And then that's when yeah. we get to a much purer place with gender when people wouldn't have to fight with language Mm. to go this isn't anything this is something they loved each other and she still loved her husband like that that both of those things Mm. were true you know and that's what like you said it was just a pure attraction and love and And she was still jealous of the idea of her husband transgressing i mean that scene where she goes and has dinner with big swiss and her husband yeah that's wild isn't it i now i loved that bit i I loved it as well this is really and when she she gets drunk doesn't she she microdoses she microdoses and their their dog is licking her foot under the table (laughs) there was a moment after she's listened to the therapy session where Flavia is talking about her horrific assault where Greta talks uh, imagines how she would have reacted in her 20s Mm. and I thought it was so funny in how dark it was but how truthful I found it and I think that's what I kept finding in this book is that it wasn't trying to be silly yeah. in its bigness. It was trying to be more truthful. Yeah. About how, so, for instance, about how people behave in the bedroom. She, the example she uses is like, okay, so she, Greta had only learned to say no like a couple of years ago. I thought that was very funny. Mm. Sort of a 45-year-old character. I'm 42. And, and also it, like really truthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a real, it's a really sad reflection of reality, but that yeah. is something probably lots of, people would but she basically was imagining you know if someone was trying to assault her possibly going to rape her how she might pretend that she had a yeast infection and <laughs> yeah. then descri- describe the colour of the discharge <laughs> and if that didn't put them off maybe mm. they'll leave you alone they're really rich characters both of them like, yeah. and I think I, and you know what I mean I don't think they're aspirational but I fell in love with both of them mm. like I didn't want to be them but I absolutely wanted to be their friends yeah. and hear about what was happening with them like yeah. I wanted to not be in that circle mm. and like Sabine the crazy yes, woman that yeah, she's living wonderful. with I was like oh Did I'd love to fag? visit I want to have a fag, I with, Sabine. A fag with Sabine. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was you know the secrets that everyone's holding. Sabine's mm. got secrets. Greta's got mm-hmm. secrets. And it was the idea of people being so honest, and 
Greta and Swiss are so honest, but then also they're not because Swiss is lying about her yeah, in the therapy yeah. session. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not so honestly, it's, they just felt so alive to me. Yeah, they did. And I yeah, think yeah, so, yeah. sometimes lives that probably aren't very fun to live can look really alive from the outside. I definitely like, wanted dramatic. to, like I said, oh. know them, but I didn't want to be them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this sounds really stressful. It's so interesting how you're saying that because I, as I said to you when I first arrived, I recently listened to the episode of this with the brilliant Monica Heisey. And it's sort of that energy of, Greta has that energy of someone that has recently left a relationship yeah. and has that like, I can, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like yeah. I'm kind of wild. I'm like really, I'm, I'm really holding on to this sort yeah. of madness. Freedom that I've clawed yeah. my way out of. Yeah. yeah. There's like a, an openness that is sort of, you know, when everything, mm. as you guys were saying with the episode with Monica, like when everything's out there, yeah. you're sort of completely shameless. Yeah. And no, I don't mean that in a bad way, yes, but because you're yeah. like, I'm so broken. Like, I don't care what, what you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care that I'm crying in front of you because I've I've got nothing else. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. this line that's wonderful about Big Swiss in the description of her. Her only need, seemingly, was to satisfy her own curiosity. Mm. And that's the kind of thing that makes me go, everything I'm doing in my life is wrong. I should be doing <laughs> this, even though it's not very practical. But I wonder if this is why stand-up is so alluring mm. because you get to write this biography of yourself where you said the right thing or you said something or you just you make stuff up you you make you make a sort of mythical version of yourself that's slightly bigger and much better I don't know if you agree Susie. yeah and then you keep telling people hoping yeah. they'll believe you until it becomes true in a way until you uh, yes. match the, the and there stage are version. comics who's on-stage persona is more fully rounded than them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've met those ones. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But that, it's funny, isn't it? I remember when I was single and when I, because I'm quite confident on stage and quite bombastic and I sort of really march around the stage and I'm very big. And I remember going on dates with girls who had seen me at a gig or knew a, had seen me on a thing. And I could tell after about mm. half an hour they were quite disappointed oh. yeah. like I remember thinking like you thought you were going yeah. out with that version yeah. and yeah. actually the version that you've got is this like, slight, like I'm on a date and I'm slightly more nervous and I'm being a bit weird actually yeah. because I don't really know whether I'm not I'm not this confident person that you thought that's that so famous quote Rita Hayworth quote which goes they go to bed with Gilda and they wake up with Rita right. and it's like yeah. they, they, it's the film the sexiest woman in the world and they wake up I'm obviously just a human and yeah. they're like oh and it's like because I can never live up to that yeah like also it, it would be so rude what they think they want which is a show <laughs> you know you, you yeah, don't it, it's be not like, enjoyable you've got, got stop a mic doing, out stop doing your stuff on me Pizza Express is like yeah. walking around the table funny thing I don't have here. dates at Pizza Express <laughs> yeah you say that back in the day two for one voucher days yeah I don't want to ruin the ending but I just want I that's what's interesting oh, I don't know if we can talk about it because I surely fa- you can just say spoiler alert spoiler alert fast forward this bit that I found the ending a bit sad for Big Swiss. And that's when I found that interesting that Greta to me felt free at the end mm. and Big Swiss really didn't. It felt like she was locked into a, another mm. level of trauma. And I was a bit surprised, I suppose, which is good writing, that Greta, you sort of leave her at the end and you feel like something has changed and she's worked through. But with Big Swiss, I was like, I feel like you're stuck in the same because of the incident that happens. Towards yes. the end, and that's sort of what confirms to me that it, that that her, so much of her is an act. Yes, yes. You yeah. know, all of this, the coldness, the I don't care, mm. because yeah. it feels like she'll always be there. Yeah, she's yeah. like re- just playing, playing this version of what she wishes she could be. 
because she thing? looks that way as well because yeah. she's tall and blonde and beautiful. beautiful you can be cold and aloof because the world will still visit you you know yeah and because it, that that way that she doesn't have to pro i don't know that she's ever gonna totally process what happened mm. to her but also some things you can't i mean I think yeah totally it felt like greta had taken like a positive step forward yeah and which went, sort oh, of yeah. felt yeah. unfair I in know, a way yeah, to me same, because that's how i felt i felt like big swiss had been kind of I don't know, I guess Greta had sort of, because of the imbalance, because of the fact that it was always sort of built on a lie. Yeah. Greta comes off better in the end. Yeah, and, and Greta is free. And and Big Swiss is even Big more Swiss trapped. Big Swiss isn't, yeah, she's more trapped. Yeah. She, you know, she's in a marriage, but I don't know that she's as honest with her husband yeah. as she is with Greta. And it feels like she's been brave enough to go, here I am mm. in every way. And now in a different way, there's been a an abuse of like her privacy. Yeah, yeah. So if anything, she's going to be colder. Yeah. Like I think Big Swiss has been left colder by the relationship. Yeah. And Greta has been left with more options, with a freedom. I guess, yeah, yeah but by being caught out mm. and people dealing with her kindly rather than she being actually punished, like on her employer then gives her therapy yeah which, which is so integral and which is to actually helpful, helpful to her after yeah. laughing about him for the whole yes, book you yeah. realize oh he's actually helping her yeah. she actually oh, God, does he good yeah. at the end yeah. you're like oh he's actually useful or in that, in that instance he was and yeah. that for me as well what I, I thought was it's interesting that we match trauma oh they both had these traumatic events but it was actually it felt like Greta had something she could work through mm. obviously her mother taking her own life is, is huge and awful and horrific but what well, Big Swiss had been done through that, I guess. was such a violent a different kind of violent trauma and actually yeah. they weren't equal and a big swiss couldn't just like start to learn to grow her life around it it was it was i was like oh they they're well, not equal well i guess there's a fear element yeah yeah which you know which i think would be overwhelming i've not had a grief anything like what greta has but it happened and then you know there has been days since it. i suppose when you have experienced that sort of violent thing yeah like Greta can't lose her mum again. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened to Big Swiss? Could and mm. and, 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 and in the book feels yeah, it is you know yeah. the person who did it is out, is, of, prison. Is out of prison. Yeah, yeah. So. and so I guess that it's. I just don't know why she hasn't moved. I also had that thought, <laughs> <laughs> but then the book wouldn't be written. They would yeah, never yeah. have met each other, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. It, it was a really good book like I yes. really enjoyed it yeah. and I really I felt as well I, I immediately put it down was like oh I can see why that's done so well because I felt like it was something I hadn't read before yeah it felt fresh yeah and it felt like a really interesting take and those the, the people in the world and all of it and again I was like oh that should be a television series like I, f I feel that I like them more after our chat I started oh. off being like Ugh, these two women. <laughs> and now I've got a bit more sympathy for them. I, like she, like I was trying to find a page. She was, she talked about blondes. She does have a thing about how people look at you if you're blonde. Oh, yeah, she does. Do you find she? that, Sarah? Have you ever had dark hair? Yeah. And do you I, think I people, did it. Do you think people treat you differently if you're blonde? Yeah. Well, do actually, you? it's the same as being in your 40s <laughs> where um, they don't look at you. But right. they do. When you're young and you've got blonde hair, they look at you. And not that that's necessarily a nice thing. No. But it's like, but it's like being famous. It's like being famous in shops and on the bus, which makes you feel really self-conscious. And then if you've got dark hair or you've aged, they stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what I love, this description about Pinyon. 
He'd vacationed abroad. His beverage of choice was iced black coffee. Greta thought of him as debonair, a word that meant more to her than simply charming and confident, and applied more to dogs than to men. Pignon took pleasure in most things, but wasn't overly attached or committed to any one thing. Not even Greta. Not even living. And I've written, how I'd like to be. <laughs> I love black coffee. I'd love to be debonair and not care. Pignon. Pignon is aspirational. He is aspirational. I will give you that. I would he definitely give you that. If he had blonde hair, he'd have it all. <laughs> but, I, think, um, I think that could be our last line. Yeah. yeah. Susie, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so nice to talk to you. Thank you. But also, can I just very quickly say, we yeah. are going to end, but you're dyslexic. Yes. And I think it's really important to say that because sometimes people contact us and reading can be such a chore for some people yeah, or yeah. something they've been put off I, because of things like dyslexia. I wear pink glasses. Yeah, you said that's glasses. game changer. Yeah, yeah, it really helps. I, I'm really into reading, uh, but it's quite a recent thing mm. because I, for a long time, I, I would be sort of like, oh God, that's going to take me forever. Mm. And I'd really like put a, t- a constraint on myself yeah, about yeah. reading. But in recent years, I read loads now. And I think if you're someone that is dyslexic and you feel like that, it's good to remind yourself that like no one's timing you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take as long <laughs> yeah. as you need. And, and pink glasses help. And reading is supposed to be pleasurable, not having a go at yourself. Or, yeah, yeah. And they look pretty cool. And I'm <laughs> kind of a cool dude. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for reading with us. It's my pleasure. I Thank really you. enjoyed reading with you. Thank you for listening to the Weirdos Book Club. My novel Weirdo and Carrie Ad's book, You Are Not Alone, are both available now. I've also got a live event at the South Bank Centre coming up in May. Check out our Instagram, at Sarah and Carrie Ad's Weirdos Book Club, for the upcoming books we're going to be discussing. Thank, Thank you, you for, for reading, reading with, with us. us. We, we like reading, reading with you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, I, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's perfect brands.